स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रिमझिम सुन रहे हैं आपका अपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर सात मिनट हुए हैं अब से लेकर तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में इसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गप शप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नजरों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि आज मौसम खुशनुमा है ग्यारह डिग्री टेम्परेचर है और हमारे स्टूडियोज में आज बहुत दिनों के बाद ओम अरोड़ा आए हैं जिनकी आवाज आपने अभी सुनी हाँ जी <laughs> अब माया की आवाज नहीं सुनी आई एम हियर टू या गुड तो आप सो रही थी क्या नो आई डूइंग माय वर्क एट अ डेंटिस्ट अपॉइंटमेंट दिस मॉर्निंग ओके राइट ऑन टाइम राइट 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 सो इज योर माउथ हर्टिंग अ लिटिल बिट या सो डू यू वांट नॉट टॉक टू मच I mean it's my job I can talk a little bit I have some time <laughs> My biggest pet peeve randomly about the dentist is when they're working inside your mouth and then they ask you non yes or no questions Yes yeah. and you're like I'm uh, not uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally mine actually I think I saw you at a wedding last year you performed and I recognized you and I'm like oh okay I'm like whose wedding is it <laughs> And then eventually when she took the things out of my mouth she told me it was like my cousin's wedding I was like oh my god <laughs> Like a small world would be number one in their training, right? Don't, don't ask <laughs> non yes or no questions. I know. Uh, are you? Is it hurting? <laughs> are you okay? For anyone <laughs> who who obviously can't see, uh, Shushma is vigorously <laughs> shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good news today. As of today, anybody who is seventy-two and over can get dental work free. That's actually. Lovely news. Yeah, yes, it is. In BC, right? I believe there was a, This is federal government. It's a federal government. Oh, yes, lovely. it's a federal program. Beautiful. So you have to sign up for it and then you get So I'm going to be calling my dentist whom I haven't seen for 21 months. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he's going to be really ticked off. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do a lot of work and build the government. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let him do that. I mean, I went today and I had to pay so much money just to get my teeth cleaned in an x-ray. Yeah. It hurt. She yeah. was like, "So you don't have any coverage?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "Oh, look, okay. Well, <laughs> how come these people?" Okay, so I have a, a dilemma. Okay, yeah. Uh, although Om is here to talk about a very important topic, but this dilemma has got to be uh, looked after or resolved. So, I I run a business. Yeah. So in our business, we you know we do program projects. and so somebody comes and sponsors that particular project you're very happy they're very happy you don't know whether they've they've you know sponsored that project because they like you mm. or they like our product or they like our way we do the business so next year comes up i have a problem going back to the same people mm. how do you do it yeah i don't know Oh god, that one's a difficult one. Isn't it? I'm like I'm not even a business owner that I have all the experience and uh my history in being able to give you the proper. So, answer. I'm going to put that out to our listeners, yeah. okay? And they are business people who are listening to our program. Some smart person is going to call me and say, "Just be Besharam and do it." Mm. But that is the problem. I am not Besharam. Yeah. It's See? difficult. I can't. So, I have to justify. Having said that, The justification today is that this boy didn't come last week, last yeah. month, and he had just come back from India. And the job that he was given before he went to India was, go there, explore the land where you were. You were not born there, were you? I was born there. You were born there. But okay. I returned after four. 
14 years. 14 years. Yeah. So you're going to be going there after so many years. Come back and tell me the differences between the youth of India and the youth here. So yeah. that's our topic today. We're not going to start just as yet because, you know, the first little part, we just do little chit-chat here of and course, there. Of course, um, Maya also uh, joins us to ask you questions. What was it that you did not eat in India? Oh, oh my God, almost everything. I had to <laughs> be very, very careful because I have a stomach that is sensitive, okay. uh, just like my father. So yeah. I had uh, medicine on uh-huh. me at all times. All the time. And What I, did you take with you, Imodium? I'm, it was Imodium, yeah. Okay. And I tried my best to eat at home as much as I can because I was staying at, at households, uh, family, friends' households, and uh, I was able to eat at home as much as I can in restaurants. But I did sneak off once with my mom, got some golgappe. Oh, on the no. Street. <laughs> um, so that was the only one time I think I had some street food. But overall, I actually avoided quite a bit of food and water when so, I was there. Was that street food in Delhi or Bombay or where? It was in Delhi. And the reason we went to that specific stall was because supposedly their water was like mineral clean bottled water that they used. I mean, they say that, but we took the risk. We had to. We flew all the way here. And how was your stomach? I was after that, I was surprisingly fine. But throughout the whole entire trip, it was a little sensitive. But I did take the precautions to not let myself be in a very bad position. Okay, well, they must use mineral water there then. If you didn't get any pain. Yeah, (laughs) then you have to advertise them. My cousin had gone to India for the first time ever recently, right? And he's 22. And he his stomach was gone. I think he act, he had the Golgapa or something. He just had street food <laughs> one time. And after that, his stomach was done. Yeah, deli belly. That's what they, yeah, that's you, what they say. But oh, you've got God. to do it in the last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just enjoy yourself in the first few days and then go hog yourself. But then what if you have diarrhea on the plane? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> 15, 15 hour flight. Oh my just God. Just sit at the potty. That's it. Imagine having like a middle seat or like a window seat, then you have to like climb over people to go to the bathroom every time. Every time. Oh my God. Just sit in the bathroom. Yeah, I guess. You know, that's it. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do. I remember uh, the very first time uh, us three sisters went to India and we were in Delhi. And as uh, my two sisters, one is seven years younger to me, one is 13 years younger to me. The 13 year old. Um, the 13-year younger sister does not remember anything about India. But the one seven years younger to me had been to India. So we went to a place in in Delhi called Karol Bagh. Mm -hmm. And uh, there they have a very famous um, Alu Tiki and Gulgape place called Roshan, Roshan Dihati or something like that. So we're standing there and this guy, huge, big, fat guy in front of a big tawa, right? Okay. And he's making tikkiya, right? And we are just watching the way he's making tikkiya. And we are just like, mouths are watering like nobody's business. And my youngest, younger to me said to me, look at the fire that is coming out of there. Look at the way he's doing the tikki. All the germs have already died on, on it. So we can eat it. <laughs> That's true. So that was her, her justification. You know, justification for that. So, so we, we we gathered some strength and went in there and the guy had been noticing us as well. <laughs> so so he looked at us and, and we asked for one plate and we could three of us share yeah. it. Okay. So he called the guy, um the guy who was helping him, he said, Get a brand new plate from inside. Hmm. So he got a brand new plate from inside and he put the couple of tikkis in there. All the do you want all the chutneys? Yes, give everything to us. Yeah, all the toppings. <laughs> all the toppings. We ate, we were in hog heaven. 
<laughs> and then we 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 got a little bit more courage and got two more plates okay <coughs> nothing happened to us everything was fine oh wow we were just okay so uh, uh, shout out to Roshan Dihati. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's it's definitely like hard to say that every single one of those street stands will have you having a very upset stomach, but you definitely yeah. have to be careful. That's for sure. So we're going to take a short commercial break. Come back and ask uh, Om. Om Arora is with us today till three o'clock, and we're going to be talking about the difference between the youth and and any difference that you have noticed. So it's going to be your perception and your um you are going to be the judge okay lovely and and you'll be the judge you'll be the jury (laughs) okay here we go स्पाइस रेडियो रेडियो रिमजिम सुन रहे हैं आपका आपका प्रोग्राम है ओम अरोड़ा आज हमारे साथ हैं ओम वेलकम बैक इनटू द प्रोग्राम सो योर ट्रिप टू इंडिया आफ्टर 14 इयर्स व्हाट वाज द फर्स्ट थिंग दैट स्ट्रक यू Right away, because last time I was there, um, I was nine years old. Yeah. Most of the things that right away uh, I could remember were mostly senses. Mm. I didn't remember the details as much. So the mm. sights, the sounds, the smells. The smells. Yeah. Those things right away were what jumped out to me. Um, and I knew that because <laughs> when when the fires, forest fires happen in BC, yes. uh, whenever that season comes around, I walk outside and I go, oh, I'm back in my homeland. I'm back in India, just because of the scent and the smell of the the pollution a little bit. Uh, so though it's not the greatest smell, it, it definitely is nostalgic to yes. making me feel like right away I'm at home. Yeah, I'm at home. Yeah. So you felt like being at home? Yes and no. Yeah. I think it's always a mix. I, I always say when I'm in Canada here, like I, I would say Canada is my home, right? I, mm-hmm. I grew up here my whole life and, and this is where my permanent living is uh, right now. But at the same time, I don't necessarily always feel Canadian in every way, shape or form because mm. um, I'm an Indian. Mm. And in the same manner, when I'm there, I know that I'm not fully Indian. I'm not even ready to live this life or in this environment, uh, even though I was born here. Right. So it's this little bit of half and half feeling that I feel in both places, I would say. And I think um, that particular feeling probably is very unnerving. To a yeah. certain extent, yeah. when you're here and you're amongst uh, your friends, you're okay. Yeah. But say, for example, you are here with some people who have come from India, and they are all talking about, you know, the Indian business, Indian yeah. culture, Indian way of life. You are, you think you know all, mm-hmm. but you're you're not really, yeah. uh, because. The, that country has also moved along with this country, yeah. and and the the area where your parents picked you up and brought here has already gone far for sure. far away, for right? Sure. Exactly, yeah. And you you totally see that. So it's really interesting seeing the actual ground of people who are in India and not Canadian Indians speaking to me about India, right? Um, and actually just. Indians living in India right. uh, and it becomes a lot more eye-opening to the very 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 large and diverse amount of people that are existing there so uh, what is it when you when you went there uh, and I asked you to do all this were you consciously looking at differences or did you sort of go there and and take everything in uh, it was a mixture of both, I would say, because my whole entire trip there, I was constantly observing every mm. little thing because mm. there's so many things that are so different mm. um, in just the manner you'll, you know, I would go on walks and I'd just be looking at the way that people are interacting with each other, um, the different uh, economies that exist there because of the amount of people there, um, you know, seeing... When you say different economies, explain. Um, well, there's so many jobs that exist there that don't necessarily 
you know, we have here. You don't have a driver here. You right. don't necessarily have as many helpers in the house. Um, you know, there's all these uh, smaller jobs there because there's a greater amount of human capital. Mm. Um, and so seeing this chaos in, to me, but for them, a working chaos was beautiful to see. You, you, you can't even understand how all these systems work, almost as if you just look at people driving in India. I could never drive in India because I'm so confused on how anyone is moving forward, where they're going. But everyone there seems to just be working well within that chaos they know how to get from point a to point b even though there's you know lots of regulations that aren't being followed in between so so i guess in in the 14 years from the age 19 to now one thing that hasn't changed there is the traffic oh no i from what i've heard it's gotten worse (laughs) in certain places like mumbai and delhi because they have an insane amount of people driving cars there Mm. and obviously the road infrastructure is not as developed in every place uh you know, so they have a lot of uh, problems there. Actually, another thing I noticed, everyone thought I was crazy for even walking 10, 15 minute distances because they have rickshaws there. They have, you know, everyone, even for short distances, will take a uh, a rickshaw or a, um, you know, uh, Uber or something. Whereas there, I was like, oh, I'll walk here 30 minutes. That's okay. That's a normal amount of time for me mm, to walk. And everyone mm. looked at me like I was some weirdo, mm. which was interesting too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that has changed then. Yes. Yeah. So th- that uh, I'm going to start you know, um, attaching the dots or, you know, look at all the dots and start counting as to how many of them can be connected to one another. So say, for example, a long time ago, they used to walk a lot. Yeah. And that's why they kept healthy. Yes, huh? most now, definitely. And now I guess that is going to change. Yeah. I think it will change quite a bit. And you see that amongst people who live in countries like in, you know, I look at my parents here. My parents were naturally healthier in India because back in the day over there, they were walking everywhere they would go. Um, whereas and it here, was fun walking too. It was. Uh, I mean, when you're walking in India, you're there's sights to see, there's things happening, there's food, you have options here. You're usually, you know, just a, a gray darkness uh, looking to see <laughs> where you'll spot the next human being. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So um, the first thing that, Apart from all the sounds and smells and the vibrancy, what was it that you said, ah, it's different? I would say uh, immediately on the drive home from the airport to where I was staying was the city was bleeding color. There was Hmm. color everywhere. you know, very vibrant. Very, very vibrant. Whether that's the the way that the businesses have their signs up, whether that's the way that there might have been statues, or even just roads, the sides of roads and bridges being painted. And I think that really actually seeped into how people were acting and expressing themselves there with a lot of color. If you go around places in BC, you're going to see a lot of gray, rustic yes. statues, or, you know, there's not a lot of color within the city. And I think that actually ends up playing into the lack of sometimes uh, happiness you see on the average person walking around on the streets as well. Many people do say that when you go to any place in India, you would see that people are happier. Yes, most and, definitely. And that from your chat yeah. is very evident. Yeah, I think that the, the, the color, the environment will bleed into the individual and vice versa. Hmm. So I think that really actually affects um, how you have a lot of uh, people expressing themselves within just the streets and walking around and how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt that color was then moving from the environment to the person and out and as a cycle, whereas that cycle is a little bit harmed uh, here, I would say. Hmm. Yeah. So then you are at your um, place where you're going to be staying there. Um, what time of day did you get there? We we got there at around 
5 p.m. at our household, 5, 6 p.m. In the by, evening. In the evening. And mm. by 8 p.m., my parents mm. were out for a wedding event. Oh, How wow. they managed to get off a 15-hour flight right. and get to ready for an event is beyond me. To be fair, I got there at the same time as them. And then within a few hours, that was at my first uh, Indian karaoke bar. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was also uh, out there and, and uh, trying to experience how the youth uh, enjoy themselves on a Friday night. And how did, do they enjoy? They, you know, there's a stereotype amongst a lot of Indians uh, that we sing and dance. Mm. And there is some beautiful truth to mm. that mm. stereotype. Mm. We love to sing and dance. Mm. I think relative to maybe I would go to a karaoke bar here, every single guy, girl there is wanting to sing and dance. Wow. And I love that. Almost every single one. Even if they're not necessarily doing it, they're enjoying themselves in a much greater level um, there than they are here. That I already kind of knew. I, I'd heard that the nightlife there is much more extravagant and rowdy than it is here. You know, clubs here will close at 2 a.m. and then over there they're closing at 10 a.m. the next day. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was never, I'm still not able to party all night. That's not who I am. But there it was like a norm. You'll see many youth. They're like, oh yeah, I'm out until 10, 11 the next day. And I'm like, oh, okay. And did you? I did not stay up. That, I just, I can't. I need mm. to go to bed. Yeah. But I, I, I did enjoy myself and I went out to just experience how um, the youth are. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things was they just have so much more to do there. They have way more to do than we have here. Um, Explain. I think that even if you're not necessarily a clubbing or, a, a, you know, a bar person as a youngster, um, there's not a lot of places for you to go here. There's no. a lot of things for you to do. No, over um, there there are. Yeah, so over here what ends up happening is you have to stay in your little friendship cliques and stay indoors, partially because of the weather, partially because there's nothing to do. Over there, um, on every turn, there's something happening. There's some event happening there's some games happening. There's some show happening. Um, and even the themes and the variety that they have for bars, restaurants, or clubs are so vast that you have way greater choice to be able to find where your place is to have fun. And I think kids there just can have a lot more fun. Once again, partially because of the weather. You'll see you know, uh, kids around there running around, young, young kids having a good time, playing, even though that used to be more common here. I remember as a child... Um, playing, walking around in our neighborhood, playing with other kids and stuff. But it's diminished quite a bit with the increase of technology. But over there, it seems to still be going a little bit strong mm. in many ways just because there's more to do. We're talking to uh, Om Arora and uh, his recent visit to India. We'll take a very short commercial break and come back. And uh, there are some questions that that I have in my mind that I will be asking you. I'm excited. Okay, me too. स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रमझिम सुन रहे हैं आपका अब सबका प्रोग्राम है आज हमारे साथ ओम अरोड़ा हैं हु इज़ जस्ट कम बैक फ्रॉम अ ब्यूटीफुल विजिट टू इंडिया यू टॉकिंग अबाउट द यूथ देयर यू आर हैविंग लॉट ऑफ फन इन अ करियर की बात डिड यू सिंग I did. I, I immediately within an hour or two of me landing in India, I was yeah. already I was already rapping and making friends. <laughs> oh, you, your own, on your own rapping. I I was doing it was a karaoke, so I was doing um, just other you know famous songs already. But I there was an open mic coming up, and they asked me to perform. So I actually wrote a specific verse for the open mic. Unfortunately, I didn't get to perform it that night because I was busy. But I had I was it was fun to be able to write a rap in Delhi, Delhi inspired. 
Um, do you have that here with I you? I do. I do have it with me. Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> you want to hear it? Yes, I okay. want to hear it before we go into you sure. know the collective thinking and individualistic thinking, which the West is so famous for. Yeah. We all want to be individualistic. So, But in, in India, I don't think that is the case. So let's, let's, let's hear, hear the rap. Yeah. Banished for 14 years like I'm Lord Rama. But you know the return hit like I hoard karma. But I ain't come to Bollywood for more drama. I came to resurrect, but really I just came for mama. My holy family birthplace, yeah, I see Delhi. Make some noise in this joint if you see me already. Because it's my bread and butter, but I hope to make some jelly. And I ain't eat too much, but I got smelly deli belly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the, I'm the crap, so you know that I'm used to it. And I came with Deepak, so you know that my fuse is lit. <laughs> Soul in the mirror is the muse for this music-ish. Eastern medicine to tighten screws because I'm losing it. It's fake activism, all picks for the hot cause. Here to reignite, tell me how the pause was. Like a break between drinks, it was a lost buzz. And some records got me boggled like I am in Haas cause. So that was Haas cause is, is an area in it. And there was Italy. a boggle records that was there. So. Uh, wow, <laughs> yeah. very nice. So, um, yeah, there was just there was a handful of more, more lines in there. But yeah, oh, yeah, was, I want to hear them. You want to hear more? Okay, yes. let's do it. Um, as it <clears throat> continues, I go... Uh, came with my reflection, yeah, I walked in with Chubby Singh. So I know it wasn't going to be hard for you to love me then. I hailed from the 604, but in the end, I'm Indian. And way I got these rings on, I'm looking like an Olympian. <laughs> on, this joke and I'm, on this joint, I'm smoking Yito Edible to Kaliyo. It's 420k years left in the Kaliyo. But in the meantime, I can hopefully invoke a feeling in you that helps you reach your final moksha. And I have faith in my support like I roll with Asta. And the way I be taking tokes, it's like I'm a Rasta. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, very that was, nice. That was uh, I wanted to just sprinkle in the the lyrics in there. Of just course. the only reason I uh, I even enjoyed any of that verse was because the first line was uh, banished for 14 years like a Lord <laughs> Rama, and I thought that was perfect because I was returning after 14 years. <laughs> that is beautiful, and and the whole of India is all a buzz about the Ram Mandir and whatever. Exactly. Is yeah. So I thought it was fitting. Did you get to see that? I did not. I did not. Mm. I think there's so many places in India that I did not get to see. Mm. Uh, I really want to go south. I really want to go up north. Mm. Um, and see a lot of historical places and do an actual exploratory trip. I felt like in this trip, I was uh, a lot more focused partially on just meeting family and, and uh, just seeing small, small things after returning so long. All right, let's let's get into our topic. And I think this is going to make you wonder whether you want to get into this field and sort of start exploring this. West is so proud of it being very individualistic. So yeah. family my nuclear unit is my family, mm -hmm. not my extended family. Yeah. Whereas in India, extended family and being with everyone, collectively thinking like the Borg, mm -hmm. yeah. is the norm. Yeah, most definitely. I think that we're seeing increasingly in both nations youth challenging those norms. But overall, um, there are a lot of uh, you know, truth in those generalizations for both Indian and Canadian youth. Uh, I think both ways of thinking are, are very useful. And right away, it becomes apparent, in my opinion, that a balance of both ways of thinking uh, is going to lead to the greatest benefit for the youth. Yeah. Um, often, when you look at the collective thinking uh, that's common in India that's passed on to the youth, there's like the pros and cons to this. Immediately, a positive impact we see mm. is that uh, you might see Indian uh, people being more empathetic in certain ways. Mm. Um, furthermore, we can see um, generational purposes being able to be met more and more amongst this collective thinking, uh, whether that's being businesses and goals that are passed on towards your children, mm. um, uh, or, or even simple things as if, uh, you know, traditions, your, traditions, your parents, uh, if you look at it even here, parents keeping you in after mm. a certain age, yes. really looking after you, not just, oh, you're 18, you're an adult, 
you're out of here. There's yeah. a lot of generational purposes that are looked at in a more and more uh, fruitful manner. And I think this selflessness is, is partially rooted in the major traditional religions like Hinduism mm. in India, which is partially focused on ridding the ego. Right. And building through such compromise allows for progress and develops the youth with an understanding that all-encompassing life is greater than just themselves. So do you see that there is more empathy in the youth in India than uh, the youth in the West? In, yes and no. Okay. And not necessarily in a way of like, oh, they're way more empathetic. I think right. there's different, different things. I think there's definitely certain parts of the environment in India in which people become desensitized hmm. to certain things, right? Obviously, when you have a great amount of poverty in certain areas, it becomes very hard to not become desensitized to certain ways of it. So you'll actually see many youth there who are not empathetic to those who might be in lower classes than them uh, uh, in terms of financial uh, wealth. So in certain ways, not necessarily. But I would say in that collective thinking, like you said, thinking of extended family, uh, not just that uh, individual self, what do I want? Is it what's is this all about me? My decisions are all just meant for benefiting me. That's definitely there less. And I think because of that, there's more empathy that grows in certain decisions. Mm. Yeah. So... <clears throat> when you were meeting with people, did you notice that a person your age is thinking differently? Is 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 that person more mature or less mature than you? Um, in certain, once again, in, in certain ways more mature, in certain ways less mature. Okay, I would say. Give give me an example. Um, for example, when you grow up in generational households, um, I think that your ability to compromise. Uh, and respect certain traditions that your parents may be putting forth is at a much greater level. Mm. I think that I uh, am still have been fighting against certain traditions or values that my parents have put forth because I'm not in this generational household. I don't understand the the bigger purpose of it. I have as I grow older, but I didn't when I was younger. So I think that in certain ways, those children, uh, those youth are more aware that I'm living in a very, very big household. My, my father, his brothers are all here um, so the decisions that are being made in terms of businesses and how my future could look is greater than just me. Mm. Um, so in that way, that maturity level is definitely there. I do think that a lot of maturity is lost in terms of the individualized thinking. So, mm. so as I get back into it, there are the pros and cons to all of this, right? Mm -hmm. So um, before I move to individualized thinking, the con I would say with the collective thinking can often be when so certain social systems, institutions, or the patriarchal manner in which society is built we can see the concept of collective thinking may hurt the youth. So what I mean by that is, um, like, it's changing in places like Delhi and, and Mumbai. Uh, however, there's a lot of individuals who are so focused on others that they don't give themselves a thought. Now, my mother, she is not a youth by any means, but if you just take the idea of her and the collective thinking, she is so focused heavily on her husband and her children and providing everything for them that I personally don't feel that she puts herself as a First. priority as much as she needs to. Right. And that actually hurts her progress and her evolution, hmm. which is why I think that the convergence of both these ways of thinking is really, really important. Hmm. And you see that there are a lot, uh, very common amongst a lot of female youth in India who feel that they are, uh, you know, having to focus their life and get themselves ready for a full life of stewardship for their husband and children. And that may hurt their progress if they don't bring any individualized thought into it <clears throat> but i've noticed and i was going to ask you this was going to be the next segue into the difference between the the male and the females mm -hmm. of today yeah. in india uh, did you see a lot of uh, was it shocking change for you y yes i think you could all already see just the changes within delhi and mumbai 
So, yeah, because, you know, we're just talking about yeah. the main big cities. Yeah. And, you and didn't go to any other places. No, I went to Goa, Mumbai and Delhi. Yeah. So relatively more uh, bustling areas. Yeah. Um, more cosmopolitan, I guess. Yeah. You definitely could see a lot of Western influence that was uh, very, very, very prevalent amongst the youth. Really? Very, very prevalent in terms of the clothes they were wearing, um, maybe the accessories they had. So in certain ways, you could tell that there was this uh, more westernized perspective that was being given to these youth, probably most likely through the media that they consume uh, and social media and all sorts of uh, music and, you know, all that movies. Those became very common. So I think that next time I go back to India, it'll be very interesting for me to see those villages, those small towns and how the difference are between females there and males mm. there than in these bustling cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think they may be more traditional in certain regards. Um relative to you'd be surprised the bustling cities. you would be surprised i and i think i think the more i hear from people because i haven't been to india since 2012 mm-hmm. that was the last time i was there so it's already been over what 10 years yeah so i i i do think that the youth today in india where is there is a certain sect that is very indian mm-hmm. and and are very proud to be Indian. Yeah. But there is a, a certain sect that is so smitten by what's happening in the West and the, the bad stuff that is happening in the West mm-hmm. that they would like to adopt that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's a mixture of any country's politics, right? We see that within Canadian youth, a, a divide, a division coming amongst many uh, youngsters who are feeling like they have to be on one side of a maybe certain... Uh, political party or Mm, mm. way of thinking. And I think that's also occurring in the same way in India in just a different way of this uh, traditional, uh, maybe more Indian conservative value and then more of a uh, mixture of that Western principles also being into their culture. And I think that is also occurring in terms of a form of division almost Mm. amongst those youth in the same manner here um, that you can see a little bit of division occurring amongst many youth the mere fact that you were there during the, the Ram Mandir stuff, which is being done uh, for this year, and many people know why uh, an incomplete temple mm-hmm. uh, was you know, given so much importance and yeah. an opening ceremony was done because it was all political, politically motivated yeah. um, to bring the, the feeling of Hinduism back into yeah. the, the country and so on and so forth. And I'm pretty sure election is coming. Yes, so, yeah. it's, this is the election year. Yeah. So uh, if if the BJP party wants to stay in power, they want to get to evoke the feeling of you know, nationalism in everybody. Yeah. So that probably was one of the main uh, main ways of doing that. So you're uh, you're thinking about so you being there at that time probably gave you a much better insight into the youth of India today. Most definitely. Right? I think I got a very lovely snapshot, at least. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I, I should have started off with this, but it's very difficult to make any generalizations because even now we wouldn't make generalizations of 38 million Canadians as a single monolith of a being. No. In that same way, if we wouldn't generalize 38 million Canadians, all population, there's 808 million youth mm. in India. It's 
you know, it's not even possible to even compare all of those 808 million people to be as one person. No. And in fact, I would say that uh, in certain cases, a wealthy kid in Mumbai has more in common with a wealthy child here uh, in the same way as poverty, just because wealth can affect the way that you or youthful experience right. really, really uh, occurs. So in certain ways, it's difficult to make these generalizations, but there are a lot of uh, truth within uh, a lot of the averages amongst these cultures. I, I, I like where our uh, you know, chat is going, but I have to take a very short commercial break, two minutes exactly, and we'll be back with Om Arora, who is our guest, till 3 o'clock. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Om, and especially I have not been to India in such a long time, and hearing from your uh, fresh eyes as to what is happening in India and how India is changing, um, it, it is quite heartening. How about, you know, there's so many, you mentioned 880 million. Yeah, I think around eight, eight, 810 million youth in India. Youth, my God, out of the one... Yeah. One billion, some. Yeah, I was. We were just off mic. I was saying yes. that often people will speak of India's population in the world, one point something billion. Yes. But that something is larger <laughs> than the population of United States. <laughs> and United States population is about three hundred and fifty, four hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. Between three hundred and fifty to four hundred yeah. million. Yeah. So, um, look at look at the huge population, and look at. Is, does everybody have a job there or or the unemployment is is staggering? Yeah, I mean, India's economic downturn has moved away. It, oh. In fact, it's on an upturn in many, many places. Hmm. And so you see that, right? So um, I think that though there isn't necessarily a job shortage in mm. every mean in India, mm. in certain mm. places there definitely is, it's more the quality of jobs there is still trying to reach a better spot. Um, that's a mixture of regulations, um, you know, in terms of like safety and privacy, um, but also through ways of investment. So I think mm. that the job quality still has a lot to work to do there. Yeah. But because they're on an, ec an economic upturn, they're booming. There's mm. a lot more advantages coming for the youth there in which they're less likely to move internationally for both education and for employment. There's a lot more advantages that youth are taking, um, you know, their opportunities because they know they can make a lot more money and have to stay home uh, and be able to be connected with their culture instead of having to move internationally. So um, if I said to you that you um, moving from the West going to India uh, are looking at the advantages of being in that country with, with the culture and food and friends and so on and so forth would be more enticing than the person coming from uh, India to Canada because they would be already alone here, Yeah, uh, would have to make friends. Yeah, The friends that you make in your childhood are the friends that you keep forever, mm -hmm. don't you? Yeah. And so for them, it, it is like losing out on mm -hmm. that uh, mm -hmm. aspect. Yeah. So there will be a time when India would be, because there are a lot of people who are leaving UK, US, and Canada to go back to India. Yes, there's lots of people right? who are doing have that. Have you heard that? Most definitely, I have. Mm. And I mean, to, to be fair, I always say this, in absence, yes. the presence grows stronger. Of course. So whenever you've grown with something and you're used to it, once it's stripped away from you, you then really realize the importance of you it. You want it. So me growing up 
here in Vancouver specifically, when I'm there, there are certain things that I know right away that I don't think I could move there because I can't give these things up. I can't give up the air quality that I have here. Mm. I can't give up the water quality that I have here. Mm. And I think there's a certain amount of freedoms that I have here in terms of being being able to be more critical of the government or uh, certain things in that regard that I feel like I don't want to give that up. Mm. In that same manner, someone moving from India to here I can easily see how they would come here and be like, wow, there's absolutely nothing going on. Mm. It seems like I'm in just a completely empty place that nothing, there's no one doing anything. So in that same manner, leaving behind that 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 really, really, really rich culture can be very, very difficult. For an people. energized uh, atmosphere. Very energized. And I'm an energy person. So mm. for me, on days even which I don't want to speak to anyone, mm. I still need energy. So I can, if you were walking outside, there's just tangible physical human beings everywhere. Mm. That's energy to pull from. Even if you don't need to speak to anyone, just going on a walk, that's physical energy to pull from. That is very, very, very rich there. Mm. And if you can learn to translate any energy into good energy for yourself, you can do a lot of great things in a place that has more physical energy than anywhere in the world mm -hmm. with the most populated place in the world. So what I'm getting from this chat is that if you've got a lot of money, and you didn't have to work there, you can just go and live in India. Oh, yes. I mean, in India, I would say this. It's much more extreme than here, right? So the, the poverty that you see in India yeah. does not exist here. No. The wealth that you see in India also does not exist here. Wow. So in that regard, it, it's it's extreme. The whole yeah. world exists within this country, it seems as if. Yeah. Um, you'll see, obviously, in Vancouver, <laughs> luckily, I won't... It'd be very difficult for me to go find a child on the streets. Right. In India, obviously, you can find children on the streets, they'll even maybe come to you asking for money. So that mm. can be difficult uh, in, in that regard. In the same, in the same manner, though, uh, here, you know, I don't know, I don't know of any seven-star hotels or mm. restaurants here. Over there, it's like the next alley, you're going to see some luxurious, uh, you know, hotel that's very, very grand and, and has service that's more hospitable than anywhere you've seen in the world. So mm. in the same regard, they have that luxury and that wealth, but they also have that poverty. So it's really interesting to see... Um, all these things because the, the youth, of both of it, yeah. yeah, the youth who may grow up in a certain part of that, um, they, it might be very hard for them to give up what part of it. If, if you're a wealthy, wealthy youth, I see a lot of wealthy youth from India coming to Canada yeah. and then they're like, Oh my God, I have to take out my own trash. I have to cook my own meals. I have to clean my own <laughs> household. Like I didn't sign up for this. I just yes. thought that it'd be, you know, snow every once in a while and, <laughs> you know, clean air. Um, so in that regard, there's a lot of people who are like, wow, this is, I'm living a much better life of, of luxury and ease in India. But on the same, you know, uh, there's some people who come here from India and their parents have pooled together all their possible money for them to have maybe a better life here. And, and they find like, you know, if I fault on anything, I actually have a greater support system uh, amongst people here. You're, you're less likely to be sent to the streets. Now we know that it's a very big problem and it's definitely occurring here, but there's a little bit more social services in that regard in certain ways that doesn't exist there for those who might be in poverty. There you go. Interesting, interesting analogy of all that. So I know that um, a 15-day trip or 20-day trip does not um, do justice to the questions that I'm asking you <laughs> and, and does not do justice to your going and observing all that. But out of, you know, I mean, it wasn't a job uh, description for you <laughs> to go and do. But looking at it all, Things that that you were pleased, things that uh, hurt your feelings, uh, and things that you wished you could change but could not. Um, 
I think that one of the things that I was really pleased about was everyone's seems to have the youth at least that I spoke to. I, I think I was in positions that were in, in places to meet really good people, if I'm being completely honest, like very, very welcoming and, and, and uh, nice youth, but they're very interested. Mm. Um, they seemed in, they had intentions, they mm. had purposes, um, and they wanted to do things. Mm. And sometimes amongst the youth here, I don't feel that way a lot mm. of the places I go. Um, just like, you don't, what are you really living for? What mm. do you want? Mm. What do you like? Purpose. The There's purpose no purpose. It, yeah. so it was really pleasing to see a lot of intention, a lot mm. of purpose, a lot of desire. Mm. Um, and you could feel it. Once again, that was energy to pull from. Mm. So that was something I was really pleased with. Um, I think that it's very common to know that in India, there is a, uh, uh, a lot of places where you can go where if you're, I mean, I look Indian, so I was okay. But if you're a foreigner, you can you're going to get stared at, you're going to get maybe uh, tried to get scammed or exploited. So I think in certain ways, those things would be nice to change. I know a lot of people who um, are, are not Indian who would love to travel to India, but sometimes are a little fearful of the fact that they're just going to be followed around or stared at. And, and I think in certain areas that was a little more common. And it was like, I don't think there's much I can do about that myself. But I think with increased education as, you know, kids grow old and, and you, you, you realize those... Uh, that type of um, uh, courtesy, you, mm. you you will have a better country in that regard of being more welcoming to other foreigners as well. Mm. Yeah. Would you go back? Most oh, definitely. Most definitely. I think that the only person that I, only place that I'm not necessarily wanting to go back to is Delhi. And yeah. I was born in Delhi. Yeah. Uh, for the sole reason that for me personally, the pollution was very, very difficult. Um, so, so, I, so was it the air quality because people burn wood because they smoke is there yeah. a lot of smoking going on so yeah i mean it, there's a many many factors that really affect the pollution in delhi from my understanding one of the biggest things is the crop burning that mm. happens in haryana and oh, okay. um, that all travels right into delhi and then it stays in delhi because if you go north there's mountains mm. so it just kind of stays trapped there then you add into the fact that this is one of the most populated small areas with one of the most populated amount of cars. Mm. That becomes another big factor to the pollution. Um, certain times of the year, people don't like to listen to the regulations of no more fireworks, but we have a beautiful oh, yeah. uh, tradition Diwali, of Diwali in yeah. which people like to burn fireworks. Uh, and so then that adds to it. And then, like you said, there is a lot of smoking. You see everyone smoking, not everyone, but a lot of people, a lot of youth smoking, um, even more than here, I would say, um, but I am surprised. That, yeah, in yeah. that regard, that all affects the pollution quite a bit. For a lot of people who are there, they don't really know anything else. If you live there your whole life, that's all you necessarily know. No. For someone like me, I landed and then within a couple hours, I was coughing up a lung. Wow. Wow. So um, air quality, bad. How about the water and the electricity? Uh, everywhere I went, it was... Uh, relatively quite developed um okay. in everything i uh, i saw I, I did go around uh some areas that were known as the slums in mumbai mm. um so obviously there in terms of uh you having toilets or electricity was was uh, a lot more sparse mm. but um there's a lot of development that has going into india mm. a lot a lot a lot i think i always have to say there's not really many other i don't think there's another country that has reached independence less than 100 years ago and is now on pace to being the number one economy in the world. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of work to do in India, but they have made such exponential and immense growth mm. that if anyone, any country is going to continue rising to the top, it's them. It's them. 
So it gives you a very good feeling. Yeah, for sure. It makes you definitely proud to be Indian. So all in all, it was a good trip. Most definitely. Most definitely a good trip. And I'll be back going to the south, going to the north, going to the east. I want to go to Assam. I want to go to Himachal. Um, you know, I really want to go and see the temples down south. Uh, I want even in uh, close to Mumbai, I didn't get to go see the Ellora Caves or the right. Kalasha Temple. Uh, I just think that those historical uh, values that we have there does not exist here in the same way at Nowhere. all. Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. As always, um, I think we just uh, scratched the surface of your trip. For sure. Yeah. And we should do this again. I think so. Next month. Let's do it. All right. We always say this, and the next month we do a completely different topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the. That's the fun of being being a broadcaster. Uh, Om, I take this opportunity and thank you very much for taking time and coming to the studios and talking about this. I didn't even open the telephone lines. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I know you must have a lot of questions, but the, this particular interview will be podcasted and you can leave your uh, messages on that. Lovely. Hope to hear from you guys. There you go. Stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio and your requests with Nutan on Radio Rim Jim. Tomorrow is Friday and I'll be doing some numerology about the brand new year. Um, so stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind.